Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to the Every Week in a Movie podcast. Is that how I should start this thing off? Is greeting Earthlings fun? Is that a fun bit? Yeah, it's a fun bit. Okay, great. Uh, this is the Eve, I- Every Weekend a Movie podcast, Earthlings. Uh, we are aliens from outer space, and we're uh, bringing to you our movies of the weekend. I'm joined by uh, my co-host, Taylor Becker. Yep. He's here. I need yep. some sort of, every time I need some sort of vocal confirmation when I introduce him. My name is Ben Harris. Um, so we're going to be talking about uh, the movie Love, Simon, today, um, directed by Greg Berlanti, starring Nick Robinson, Jennifer Garner, Josh Duhimil. Um Adapted, good old adapted screenplay film. Um, mm-hmm. Good so far. Yeah, I guess that's all I have to say about it as far as all the facts. Um, what other ones we got was writ- uh, written uh, by a few people. Um, it came out on March 16th, 2018. Comedy, drama, romance. Um, instead of listening to this podcast, you could literally just go into IMDb and look up Love, Simon, and that's probably um, as much information as you'll gain about. So the storyline is a young coming-of-age oh, teenage boy, God. Simon Spear. Yeah, yeah, that's, yep, that's reading the storyline. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, this was definitely one of those movies that I thought that I wouldn't enjoy. It just kind of seemed like a teen romance rom-com sort of thing that I was very much, like, not about, because I'm usually not very interested in those types of movies, but I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it. I'm kind of the opposite. I love, love, love teenage stupid high school rom-com movies and this was a very a very decent one like i would put it like up there it, it was so it was really fun i went to a packed theater i went on opening night um and so it was a lot of fun just in the theater a bunch of laughs and jokes and um it was just it was a really enjoyable movie and i saw it with my sister who was a part of the lgbt community so i thought that was important um to go with her just to see how how much of an impact it has on her, because that's kind of like a big part of this movie is the you know social impact it's supposed to have. Um, that it is okay to be gay, and that is the whole message. Yeah, I I am not one to like enjoy. I don't know, be interested in these types of movies or even like want to. But you had said, hey, let's go see this, and I went, okay. Um, but yeah, it turned out to be really well done, really good. Um, I really have, um, not a lot of, uh, ties with the LGBT community. Like it's not really a aspect of my life, I guess, but it really is, you know, as far as like personal stuff, it, it really kind of gave me a perspective that I didn't have before of, um, you know growing up and knowing yourself and coming out and it was really well done and i think really conveyed a good message about uh being yourself i think it started off so well too um because it has a narration in the beginning which is kind of annoying because it it reiterates the narration later um but his how normal it is that he's like looking out the window this is like if if any other rom-com a girl sees a cute boy across the street she's all awkward she's shy she doesn't know what to say to him. She tries to be funny or something like that. And she embarrassed the, like he, he, he was just, it was like a normal interaction that 
teenagers have when they like like someone across the street and they're trying to say something like that it was so normal and that's like it was like the first impression of the movie you know he's got this awesome house this awesome family man this movie these guys some rich kids in california or wherever they are yeah because man they're all like these huge houses which is you know whatever but um just how normal it was that this was who he was but he wasn't ready to come out yet which is okay but i just love how he treat like they made it seem like it was just like any other teenager liking any other teenager yeah pretty much i think a lot of the a lot of the times i was watching and like any time there was like uh any sort of romantic movie or romantic any anytime there's any sort of like romantic moment or notion within the film like watching it um and you know i i put you know like his feelings um in my shoes like you know or really any gender of any person liking anybody i was like oh you know this is normal i think like normalcy was one of the very big like things in this movie was like you know he kind of the character is just this normal very rich but normal uh normal guy who just has uh feelings for other guys and you know it's fine it's cool he's a thespian too isn't it? that's like the theater kids right mm-hmm. yeah so the that was kind of like when i was watching the movie i'm like okay if a theater kid comes out just from remembering high school i wouldn't be like <gasps> what yeah it'd be like oh okay i mean not to like put it on the theater community but Mm -hmm. i mean at least they didn't make this character like the just like his dad like be this like macho football player yeah um the movie kind of made me miss high school though it was kind of like oh i remember high school was kind of fun like some of the parts some of the parts obviously the asshole too those those are some awful some of the worst characters i've ever seen in a high school movie you can have Mm -hmm. high school bullying but those were like to federal fence bullying like you can't go in the cafeteria stand on a table and role play in front of the whole sc- like i don't know i think they took they definitely took some of the parts and i get it's a movie you only have so much time and they blew them out of proportions and that's kind of like my only irk with the movie i thought like the first two acts of this movie were amazing they're so good the third act was a little weak for me yeah it was it was kind of dramatic i mean it's a movie and it, i mean it's a style of movie um you know like crazy unrealistic love story with you know crazy dramatic plot points um and i yeah i thought the end the ending for me i really the whole the entire like in reality his entire school would not be like Ugh, you know like like it is in the movie like everyone just kind of like that scene where he walks in after he gets outed and everyone's just like looking at him and it yeah like it was definitely a lot more over dramatic i mean it definitely it it uh it really i mean dramatized it and it made a point but at the same time it was like that would never well never me and my sister were talking about like we wish this movie would have came out five years ago mm-hmm. like i think yeah. it would have been way more way more of a big di- like i think the whole thing with the lgbt community is that we want to push it to the point where it's not a conver- it's not such a big thing. It's not a controversial thing. It's just a thing. That's who someone is. Entire like they're, and they're not defined by that by any means. But like, it's just like I'm heterosexual, but I don't have to tell anybody. That's just who I am, and I don't have to like they make in the movie. Like hetero people don't have to come out. I thought that seems pretty funny. Um, but you know, I don't have to come out. That's just who I am, and I and I get to hide behind that or whatever. But um, it. 
if you want the whole thing to be that it's normal, then when he goes to school, it should have just been normal. Like when people came out in high school, it was just like, oh, okay, cool. Like it was, it's, I don't know. And then, so my, one of my biggest pet peeves in movies is when it comes to plot twists, or not even plot twists, like just kind of the reveal at the end who Blue is. Mm-hmm. When they create the tension that like eventually they solve, I it really like they made it so that he's kissing the girl when he walks in. That's something that movie made and showed me. Say, hey, this guy isn't the. This isn't blue. See, he's kissing a girl. And then at the end, it's like, no, it actually, was him. And I was just like, well, that's not fair. Like, you create. You don't get this moment. You made it. You created the whole thing. So I didn't think that was like a big plot twist. I thought I was just like, oh, I felt kind of cheated. Yeah, I think the entire ending for me just didn't feel very genuine because like. The entire school is there, and they're all clapping for some reason. And I've heard just from what I've read about the movie, like in the book itself, it's a much more realistic and kind of uh, intimate ending between the two of them. But in the movie, I was just like, I could not get into it because that is something that would never, ever happen in real life. It's also kind of messed up. Like this blue clearly says multiple times that he is not comfortable and he is not prepared to come out. Like, he makes that... It just He comes out and says it, and Simon just keeps going, oh, come on, just... I You know, you make you give me so much confidence. Come on, come on. Oh, you don't want to come out kind of like amongst your friends and family? How about in front of the whole school? How about on a night you come... How about I In front of everybody? Because it yeah. happened to me. So then I do it to you. And everyone's going to be there, and they're going to be clapping, and I'm going to sit on this Ferris wheel for three hours, because for some reason I'm not allowed to do that. I've never been to a fair where I'm like, can I ride this twice? Like, no, that's not... No, get in line, kid. That's not a... It's not how it works. But I guess in this fantasy where everybody hates gay people, and uh, uh, you can just ride carnival rides for as long as you want, as long as you have the money. His friends in the movie also really, the so he has the three core friends or whatever the black girl can't remember her name in the movie. Abby. She, yeah, Abby. I liked her character. Um, mm-hmm. And then the Cristiano Ronaldo soccer dude with the sick afro. He was pretty funny. And then Catherine Langford, um, who played his best friend, who played basically the same character that she did in Thirteen Reasons Why, which is kind mm-hmm. of funny to me. Um, but like their reaction when they when he comes and he pulls up to them like he's gonna pick them up like he always does to go to school and they're all like I can't believe you you just used us you betrayed us I'm like well it's like okay give him five seconds to explain why he did what he did and they're like oh you're being blackmailed to be outed that's kind of a big deal oh okay we understand and said so they're like well never you betrayed us can't believe you did like it all worked out for them in the end they start it's high school so I'm like. They start dating like a month later. Uh, that that bothered me. Also, the time in the movie, the, like he's making his dad's making the anniversary thing, right? The video mm-hmm. starts it before Halloween. Christmas passes, and then it's like in the new year, in the new school year, and that's kind of like the end of the movie, which is like spring. So, like how I don't know how long they took to prepare for his anniversary. I'll give it. I mean, like five months. I thought that that like, I didn't. I never knew what time of year it was. Yeah, it definitely was like, now it's Halloween, now it's Christmas, and now it's graduation. And it was like, why does that Yeah, I didn't know. 
I guess it's hard because I imagine like a book, like it's like there's like dates and times and it can really, you know, span a long time. But when you have like an hour and 50 minute movie, it's hard to envelop an entire year's worth of events into like that amount of time without confusing your audience as to what time of year it is. Yeah. I think movies... Is this not a John Green book? I don't... No, I don't think so. What? I... <laughs> it kind of seems like it would be, but I don't think it is. It has, like, every makings of being a John Green book. But it, yeah, yeah, it's it is, very, I looked it up. Even wow. the, like, the typography of the the title, like, it's very, I don't know, very teen romance rom-com style of movie. Yeah, he's definitely the king of that right now. Yeah, huh. very much so. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, what else? I thought I I loved what's a what the was the one kid's name? Uh, uh well yeah, I loved the I, I think some of the characters in this movie like the supporting role. Like I loved the vice principal cuz he was just very just Pee Wee Herman. He's like Pee Wee Herman doing a vice principal. Like just such a goofy character and I loved um I think Martin the the really annoying you liked like, him drama kid i thought he was just like the epitome of like the weird awkward kid and i think i thought as like a character like as like a person i was like i would not want to hang out with that person at all but i, I just found him. his character just really uh really funny and just like this goofy kid that comes in and just tries to goof everything up I thought was just like what a fun role. He, I so when he first tells Simon that he knows his secret and then the library, I'm just like Simon, like kick his ass, like this little nerd is trying to blackmail you. Simon looks like he's pretty fit and he's like way bigger than him. I'm just <laughs> like damn, like this little kid, or just go tell something. Like that's like illegal. Yeah, that's a big deal. But it's also a plot point in a movie, so we can't really do anything about it then. Wouldn't it wouldn't be interesting if he just called the police and went, "Hey, somebody's trying to blackmail me by outing me." And I also then, think he know. didn't do a very good job of like trying to reason with Martin. Be like, even after like the first couple times of him trying to get him with Abby, being like, "Hey, dude, this is creepy. Like, you're, can you please understand that she doesn't like you? And if just because I can't make that happen, like, don't ruin my life for me, jeez." Yeah, I think it was just such a weird dynamic between Martin and Abby because, like, I think maybe it's probably one of those things that was more fleshed out in, like, the book when they have a long time to talk about it. But they just, like, the scene where they're they're in the diner and he actually has some sort of, like, redeeming moment with her. And, like, I was actually like, oh, this guy might, oh, weird, this might actually turn out for the best for them. Oh, that's great. And then it just goes back downhill from there uh but i i thought it it was just kind of like i feel like they needed to give him that redeeming moment i feel like that felt kind of forced i mean as as genuine as it did feel like while watching and looking back on it i'm like why he didn't need to have some sort of like good moment where he makes this person feel good about themselves like because it really doesn't uh envelop or change anything in the plot from then on he still is kind of a jerk and he ends up you know Outing him. Outing him anyway. And I thought the film, in a general sense, was kind of all over the place. And while it did have a good message, 
and good characters, good acting. At the same time, it was like, this is just too much to try to tell me without me kind of like losing my immersion. Who did you want um, him to end up with? See, I, I didn't really know, I don't think. I, I think it was just like, I was waiting for the reveal and the fact that they like faked you out like so many times that I was like, I don't, I guess I just wasn't necessarily interested. I don't know. I kind of, the whole love interest thing, I was very much like. I liked the, the diner, the waiter guy. Mm-hmm. I also like, once again, this is the movie creating all the, because like it's from Simon's perspective pretty much where like we're kind of on his side. We know the ins and outs. We know that he's purposely looking for someone to be blue. So like his conversations with the waiter, like just as a guy, like I, like some of their conversations are really strange. Like they were mm-hmm. kind of flirty. They were like making like all this eye contact and like kind of, I don't know. I, I, they've definitely felt like, oh yeah, this could be blue. But then he just turns out to be like this guy that's just, hey, your friend's hot. How can you be around her and not just bang her every day, dude? How can you do that, tool. dude? Yeah. It was good, though. I, I mean, I liked that he ended up with um, whatever that guy's name was. The black Jew gay guy. The triple minority, triple threat. Um, I like <laughs> the party scene. It was a pretty decent party scene when it comes to high school movies. Yeah, I guess I never went to a high school party in my life, so I don't necessarily... I went to, like... Uh, theater cast parties and that was about it in high school but I never really went to like a cool person like a popular kid high school party so I, I always just assume that they are kind of like that um, that was that was, that was pretty similar I mean over the top there's a lot of I mean like the beer pong thing that's pretty like you just kind of like hey us two we'll play you two let's play whatever um but I mean, the whole singing, I've never been to one where there's a karaoke night. Yeah, I don't think, I think that's a thing that a 35-year-old man wrote in this book or in this screenplay. Um, they thought that that's what kids did. I kind of got that vibe a little bit. Um, not as much as some other movies, but um, this movie was... Well, that's was, what the high school bullies were to me. Yeah, definitely uh, kind of over the top and not realistic um the guy who wrote the screenplay or one of the people uh wrote the tv show this is us and is the executive producer for it along with just like a lot of um prime time tv uh for moms so accomplished yeah pretty much um his uh writing comes from the show I Just Want My Pants Back. Um, t- three episodes of that in 2012. Um, he wrote This Is Us, grandfathered. Um, and then the other screenplay writer wrote the same thing. So this is basically a movie by the writers of uh, This, this is, is Us. us. <laughs> I've only seen um, one episode and it was unnecessarily dramatic. And I was like, okay, I've had enough. Yeah, I, I, I think... Uh, it's kind of the vibe I got from this was like, it had its very genuine moments, but it also had times where I was like, yeah, wow, okay. Calm down there. <laughs> Nobody does that. Nope, that's not a real thing in, in high school. 
also the a lot of these teenage movies have the because they, they want to have a grasp of the social media space and how cyberbullying is such a real thing but they don't want to shut the money to actually pay for any like so this is what the Pope Burnham the eighth grade movie it looks like it's promising because it's using Snapchat using Twitter it's using like the formats that we see it's gonna be a very relevant movie anyway that's off topic but this movie they also didn't want to pay for the licensing for any social media so they make up whatever this blog that they kind of force yeah. feed you like in the beginning when uh his best friend gets in the car and she's like oh my god did you guys read the blog last night like oh you're so obsessed you're always on that blog and you're like oh okay this is obviously going to be important to the movie and it was there's was a couple screenplay things that i thought were really lazy um like they're trying to be too deep with the the coffee that was a really big thing for me like every time oh he they hand has like the aerial shot he grabs four coffees for his four friends and then he's all alone and he's lost all his friends he gets just the one coffee and then now he gets five coffees for his friends and his new boyfriend i'm like you're kind of force feeding it it's not deep when when you create it um it's just kind of false false deep i guess that's how i describe it i just don't think it was i think it had its moments over really really well and some moments in it that like i really felt like the scene where he first gets outed and his like relationship with his little sister as she walks into the room and for some reason she's reading these weird high school chats which i think by now is kind of weird but yeah um that moment that they shared where he was really upset and she was like how can i help and he was like get out of my room ah um felt very genuine and real and uh she was crying and it made me tear up a little bit um and and like the the moment the moments like with his family and his parents um felt really genuine to me but i don't know i think it's just really hard to write relationships with high schoolers and relation and like school things when you're like 30 years old and haven't been in high school since you know the 80s or the 90s and maybe that's why you know the high school is so like the bullies were so crazy and everyone in the high school hated him because he was gay or whatever and just some of like the conversations between like the bullies and the the guy who played um that really feminine guy ethan or the whatever that was constantly hanging out with girls yeah um i thought i was just like nobody who talks like this nobody talks like this in real life um just a blatant and like at the football game this is in front of like the pub you're in public like this is beyond just being in the high school halls and just like walking up to someone who's trans in 2018 yeah and being like whatever they said to him uh that kind of like drew me out of the movie i'm like this is ridiculous this is like harassment yeah i thought the movie had some very funny moments like <laughs> the scene where he like runs up in the bear mascot costume to the uh heard like bears <laughs> oh and yeah that too i thought i thought there were some very genuine there were some genuinely funny scenes in this movie that like i laughed and um i i think um uh nick robinson who played the main character simon has some like just very good sense of humor and really good like comedic timing he's really Um, talented yeah very much so um but overall i i think that this film i enjoyed it i'm glad i went and saw it it had its very genuine and real moments had its very funny moments um but 
I, I think there were times that kind of took me out of the movie and um, some very uh, stereotypical teen romance rom-com um, style moments that I was like, you Maybe know, that's a not thing, really though. into. Maybe it's a good thing that it was kind of just like a normal, just a, any other Lifetime original rom-com, but this time it's just gay people. Yeah, I guess that's a point that I guess I didn't really think about. Like the fact that it was pretty, you know, pretty good, and it it didn't really like it wasn't absolutely incredible. Might yeah, might have a lot to do with like um, it didn't degrade in the box office, but I think it was just a really solid movie. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I think that's an interesting point you bring up to where like. I think, yeah, if this movie did come out five, six years ago, it would have been revolutionary, and there would have been, like, lots of controversy about it, and a lot of people would go see it, um, but now it's just kind of like, oh, okay, that, you know. Which is good and bad. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay that, like, in a, I think it's good that in American society, like, it's, like, normalized, and a movie like this coming out, it especially as like a mainstream film. I feel like the independent film community has had um, gay movies for like a long time. Very independent movies that didn't get a lot of man. I mean, I guess you hear about Brokeback Mountain a lot, but you hear about that's, it because, that's because of uh, it's Jake Hall and Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, um, yeah. But I think, I think this is one of the first movies that I've seen that's very mainstream and about, you know, the main character's gay. And it's a love story that I hasn't really gotten any flack or any controversy, and you didn't hear Mike Pence being like, I can't believe somebody would release a movie like this. Um, well, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Every Week in a Movie podcast. Next week, we'll be talking about uh, Isle of Dogs. Our favorite, My favorite director, Wes Anderson, and is coming back to Claymation. Have you seen some like the behind-the-scenes the behind stuff? Yeah, that. I watched like a three minute video. Oh my gosh. Like even just watching them like do their thing, it brought me back to just like, you know, Fantastic Mr. Fox style animation and I'm really, really, really pumped about it. So we'll definitely be talking about that one next week and how much we loved it and how much it changed our lives. And uh basically I'm gonna talk about how um Wes Anderson is now a deity in my eyes. Um and we're gonna have a religion just solely devoted to Wes Anderson and his works. Um, that's next week next week on the podcast it's a little extreme but it'll be good <laughs>